they're not his. They're the Lord's. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you, the Lord. Yes. All the wonderful things Jesus has done here we today. We worship you, Jesus. Just beginning. Hallelujah. God bless you for being here today. You may be seated. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'd like you to take your Bible and turn to the book of St. John, the 16th chapter, verse 13. We're going to be reading from the New Living Translation. Amen. Praise God. Let the peace of God rule our hearts. You have to let Him rule your heart. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now when the Spirit of truth, that's the Holy Ghost, when He comes, He will guide you into all truth. Jesus says, I am the truth. The Holy Ghost doesn't lead but one direction, and that's to Jesus Christ. He does not lead nobody in any other direction but to Jesus Christ because he has all power, all authority in heaven and in earth. So if Jesus has all power and all authority, then there is no one else has any what? Power or authority. The devil don't. Ken done a good job in the Sunday school class this morning. I enjoyed the class very much. Let me get back to finish reading this. He will not speak of his own. The Holy Ghost never does speak of himself. He only speaks what Christ gives him to speak. That's the only thing he ever speaks. And he will not speak of his own, but he will tell you what he has heard from Jesus Christ. What he's heard from Jesus Christ. He will tell you about what? Why don't you say it out loud? What's he going to tell you what? About your future. About your future. I mean, you know you've got a wonderful future already planned for you before you was ever born. God told Jeremiah before you was ever conceived in your mother's womb, I had plans for you laid out already. God has a good thing planned for us and for our future. We're going to title this, The Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost Reveals what? The future. Thank you. He reveals the future. That's what he's here for, to help us. That's why Jesus came to this earth. If you still look at your Bible, I'll read from King James, reading on down from verse uh, 13. It would be good to read and he shall glorify me. In other words, Jesus said, the Holy Ghost will glorify me. For he shall receive a man and show, and shall show it unto who? Now what Jesus tells the Holy Ghost, he's going to re reveal it to who? Thank you. He's going to reveal it to you. Amen. And then verse 15 said, all things that the Father hath are mine, and therefore saith I, that he shall take a man and shall show it to who? To you. 
so he reveals the future. Every Christian has a great, glorious future. Those that are not Christians, they have a future also, but it's not going to be a glorious future. It's not going to be a glorious. It's going to be a terrible thing to die and not know God. That's going to be a horrible situation to die lukewarm, cold, and indifferent without God. Because they too have a future. But we have a glorious future. He will tell you about the future. About the future. We're in perilous times. The Bible said in the last days men will wax worse and worse. We're in perilous times. We don't know what's going to happen next. But I tell you, we know what our future is. Can you say amen? You know where you're going to wind up. Amen? Going to wind up up yonder. Amen. When they showed the Apostle Paul the guillotine and told him he's going to cut his head off, he said, that's a shortcut from here to glory. The guillotine didn't scare him. Death didn't scare him. Beating with rod didn't scare him because he knew what? What his future was. We have a glorious future. In Christ, our future is secure. It's secure. Enron went down overnight. The day before, they said she's too big to fail, but she fell overnight. Millions of people lost their retirement. But I want you to know you're secure in God. You're not going to lose your retirement. That's in heaven with Christ Jesus. It's already secure and set there waiting on you to get there. Amen. The Holy Ghost reveals the future. The Holy Spirit, or as he revealed you your future as a believer in the world, he revealed to you your future. Your life is in God's hand like water is in a channel. God can look at your life every day and tell where he's taken you. It may be contrary to the flesh. There's people makes plans, and then they pray to God to fit in that plan. That will not work. If you're doing that and you're frustrated, reading you're frustrated, you want God to work your plan. When God is saying, if you work my plan first, then I'll work your plan. Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then I will add all this other stuff to you. So he reveals the future. He's a revelator. He brings revelation. John the revelator is in St. John and Book of Revelation. Spirit has been given to you as a guarantee of your future. How many could say amen, my future is guaranteed? Your future is what? Guaranteed. Your future is not in this world and nor the things of this world. Your future is in Christ Jesus while you're in this world, and then you're going to wind up on the other side one day. Amen. That's because he sent the Spirit down here to do the work. Without the Spirit, we don't belong to Christ. No one without the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. We must have the Spirit of Christ in our lives, operating on fire, joy, unspeakable, and full of glory. How many want to see a revival in the church and revival in the world? The world, go on, just put your hands together. 
The world cannot have a revival until the church has a revival. And the world's got to see the church the way God sees it. Joy. If the world sees our long faces, down and out, discouraged, despondency, why should they even come to church? Why should they come? Because we're not representing nothing for them to come to. But he's given us joy. The joy of the Lord is what? Your strength. And the revelation of the Spirit reveals this to us. Ephesians 1.14 said, The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us everything he has promised and that he has purchased us with his own blood. He's going to give us everything that he's what? Promised. And didn't we read a while ago what Jesus said? What is mine is what? Everything he has is what? What song did the angel sing when Jesus was born? Peace on earth and what? Goodwill to who? All men. And that's what God wants to see to happen today. Peace on earth and do what? And goodwill to who? To all men. To all men. The Bible said there's wars and rumors of war, but let not your heart be what? Don't be troubled in your heart because you know where your future is. Your future here is. Jeremiah 29, 11, 12 said, For I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. There are plans of good. I mean, believe it, God has nothing but for you but good. Hmm? Now, sometimes they take you on a journey that's contrary to the flesh, but he intends it for good. He intends for that thing to work for good. How I many you know that every bad thing works for your what? Hello? It works for your good. It's good. Praise God. I'm going to stop right there. I visited Sister Rue the other day right before she went to the nursing home. And she said, I'm not going to be laying up in no bed and asking God to heal me. He said, I'm not going to do that. He said, I'm just not going to do that. But when I'm laying in that bed, I'm going to ask God to heal me. But I'm going to be doing my part. I'm going to be doing what they tell me to do. I'm going to be up trying to walk, and I'm going to walk again. I'm coming out of here. How many of you know that faith speaks? Amen? Paul says, I believe and I what? One reason we must receive from God, the abundance of God, we must speak what the Word of God says. She said, I'm going to be laying in the bed, all right, but I'm going to be praying for healing, but I'm going to be up and walking. I'm not planning on staying down here but two months, and I'm coming out of here. Amen. How many know God has a plan for your future? Amen. The book of James said, A well shall not bear forth what kind of water? Spirit, what? Negative water and what? Spirit of water or sweet water. I got that wrong. You can't talk negative and then talk the blessings of God and expect to receive the blessings of God. You can't do it. You're going to have to learn how to pump that well out and get rid of all that bitter stuff that's in that well. Amen. You got to get that out of there. You got to put, hallelujah. The water was too bitter to drink, but Elisha put some meal in the water. He put the bread of life. He put God in the water. You put God in your life, I guarantee you things going to change in your life. Come on now. I say you put God in your life, your language is going to change. Because he's in here. We're going to be speaking a different language because we got a different future. Praise God. we got a future. Amen. This church got a future. We will see this church full. We've seen it full of the Holy Ghost this morning, but we're going to see it full of pews. 
people sitting on those pews. You're going to be packed in there and squashed in there with hungry, thirsty people for the Word of God. People that's hungry and thirsty for the Word of God. That's the kind of people going to be sitting on the pews. Praise God. That, that's promised to us in the Bible. Let, let, let me, glory to God. He said, I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. They are plans of good and not of disaster. Now, you may go through through disaster to get you where you're going. Like Ken said this morning, every one of them trials and tests builds up your what? Faith. And then I believe it was Sister Jean Meadows' voice. Well, you got to put faith into action. The more you act. When she said that, I, I tried not to say too much, but I would want to stand up again and speak again. If I was to call Dustin Hogue up here and let him show you his arm up here, man, that thing is huge. I mean, just something wrong with it all bulged out there. You know why that thing bulged out there like that? Anybody want to shout out why that arm bulged out like that? Huh? He's down there in that exercising thing nearly every day when he's not working and pumping iron. He told me about a guy I work with. He's the same age I. He said, I see him down there nearly every day. I went into that guy the other day. He said, I'm not down there trying to break no record. I see how much iron I can pump anymore. I am down there to trying to stay in good health and stay physical well while I'm here on this earth. Listen, you say, what's that got to do with me? You're going to have to practice your faith when the storm comes. You're going to have to stand up on the bow of the ship and say, peace be still. You're going to have to say, lay down wind. Praise God. Get out of my life. You can't come in here. I have a plan that God has given me, and my future is secure. I shall not die before my time. That's what the Bible said. David said that. I'm not going to die before my time. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, to give you a future. Let me read that again. It's not for disaster, but to give you a what? A future and a hope. I mean, have hope today. You've got hope. A guy came to my house, my house, Peggy's house the other day and talked to me a few minutes. He said, I want to tell you something. So I was baptized up there in that church. I forgot how long ago he said it was. But said, when I come up out of that water and left that church, he goes to another church. He said, God has blessed my business beyond that I can imagine. I want you to know when you start walking with God and keeping God's commandments and walk with God and talk God and believe God, and he has a, a meeting, I believe it's every Friday or Saturday night, that he cooks for all the young people that will come, young men that will come. He said, I, want, I know how they feel and people out in the world. I don't want to just receive from God. I want to give back to God. Listen, we, we cannot be the Dead Sea. Amen? The Dead Sea has no life. It cannot give no life because it's just receiving when we just receive all the time and don't give. He said, I want to give back. I want to give back to these young people in this city that's having a hard time. And then he feeds them. I believe it's every Friday night or every Saturday night, whichever, I forgot which. And he said, then I teach a Bible study. I'm not just interested, he said, in their physical form. I'm interested in their spiritual form. Amen. I mean, you know, God is not just interested in your natural life. He is interested in your spiritual life and the well-being of our spiritual life because he has a future plan for us. There's a future plan for us. A good future. 
a dynamic future. Verse 12 said, In those days when you pray, I will be listening. How many of you know God loves to hear you pray? There's nothing thrilled him no more than hear you pray and to tell him what your problem is. And he'll answer your prayer. He'll answer your prayer. First Chronicles 4, 9 and 10 said, Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. His mother called him Jabez because she bore him in pain. But Jabez called on the Lord. When you're in pain, you need to do what? What do you need to do? Call on who? Call on the Lord. So he called on the Lord. And the Lord God of Israel, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. I want, how many want to be blessed? Call on the Lord. And he said, I'll listen and I will bless you indeed. And he says, I want. Now this is what he says. That I want you to enlarge my coast. How many of you want God to enlarge you today? Enlarge your coast. Enlarge your future. And the Bible said, and the Lord heard his prayer, and the Lord answered his prayer. And then he said, Lord, if my coast is enlarged and my future is better, let me cause no pain, and let me do no evil in my future walk with God. Let the blessings of the Lord pour out from heaven upon me. God told Abraham, said, Ishmael's got to go. said, you're going to have to send him away. Abraham said, I don't want to send him away. He said, I want him to live before me. And God said, he will. He will. Because he's your seed. And I'm going to bless him. I'm going to make him great. I will say every parent today, if you're not doing it, you need to start today blessing your children. You need to verbally bless their, your seed that they'll live before God every day of their life. Peggy is like a mama hen. She, she wants all of her biddies under one coop. She can't hardly stand the thought that one of them might fly away someday. But I want you to know, I don't matter where they fly, the same God that's in you is in them. And the same God that protects you is going to protect them. Amen? He said, Abraham, because of you and your covenant with you and me, I am going to bless your seed. Somebody say amen. And God told Samuel, uh, Saul, he said, because of your father Abraham and your father David that I have blessed you. I mean, your parents, it's important that we bless our children. To pray over our children. And call over them what we'd like to see happen in there now. Because the Spirit has given us these kind of instruction. We find also another beautiful place. Um, Abraham worshipped idols. He was an idol worshiper. 
An idol does not talk. But one day he was worshiping them idols. He heard a voice. It was Jehovah Jireh. The God supplies all your needs according to his riches and glory. And God called him Abram. Come out. How many believe that God's calling us to a higher level of walk with God than we've ever walked before? He's calling us in rivers that we cannot swim across. Anointing. The Spirit is speaking expressly in these last days to come into a greater anointing with God. And the greater blessings with God. Hallelujah. Samson took a dry bone of a donkey. A jawbone. The fowls of the air done ate all the meat off of it. And the ants had done ate all the mire out of the bone. It was dry. It was nothing to it. He took that dry bone under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. How I many all we got to learn to do is use what God has put in our hands. What God has put in our spirit. If we'll learn to use to release that, God will take that and turn it into victory for our lives. And then Samson said, I, I'm going to die first. I just had a great victory. I slew all these Philistines, and now I'm going to die a thirst. And God made a fountain to bubble up out of that dry donkey's bone and watered him. Listen to me, church. We'll never do anything for God until we're dead. And I'm not talking about a grave. I'm talking about until we're dead in this life. A grain of corn can never produce anything until it dies we must learn to die to ourselves daily and when we die to ourselves daily and that dryness deadness in our lives when it dies i tell you there's going to be a well of living waters going to spring up on inside of us like we've never known before it's something we don't have anything to do with and he has to do everything for us you can't kill yourself but god can kill you of your flesh where you don't want to know nothing but God. Our desire must be only for God and the things of God. Anything else is offensive to God. He must be first in our lives. Enlarge my future. Enlarge my expectation. Enlarge these things in my life. And God granted his request. Psalm 1917. God let your beauty and favor be upon me. Confirm it. Establish the work of your hands in my life. The work of God's hands in our lives. Second Chronicle 26 and 5 said, Uzziah sought God. During the days of Zechariah, Zechariah was a high priest, and he instructed Uzziah. We need the high priest, Jesus Christ, to instruct us in our lives when we're seeking God. And he will give us, the Bible said here, and God gave him what he asked for. And God made him to prosper because he was instructed of the high priest. Jesus is the high priest today of our lives. Instruction of us in our lives. He give us understanding. God blesses us for the future. The Holy Spirit 
Acts 15 and 8 said the Holy Spirit will confirm his word through numbers of excellent ways. How many of you ever look back down the road and just sit and meditate sometimes and see where God brought you from? Have you ever meditated on see what God has brought you through? Amen. How many of you have been down 43? You go over Big Cypress River. Brother Don, you ever been down there? Yeah, you have. I know you have. Huh? Yeah, that's all right. I, I you may not know, know I know, but I know. Amen. Our traffic engineer called me one day and said, Bill, I want you to go down to Big Cypher. said, I want you to put up some signs, kind of leave them out from the road and, and uh, put on there. No, I don't remember where it was, no swimming or no diving, one or the other one. He said, we got a report from the officials that men is getting aboard, getting up on that river bridge and diving off. They're afraid somebody's going to get hurt. So we put them signs up. I don't know where that stopped it or not. But I want you to know God wants to lead you in a place you ain't never been before. He wants to lead you up to a high place, amen, like you've never experienced before in your life. That's his plan for our future, to dive in the rivers of living waters and live there, to live there. Praise God. Praise God. I'm going to share a story with you I read in a, in a Christian magazine that I received. And he's a... I can't pronounce his last name. His first name is Daniel. He's been mentoring to take uh, Ron Hard Bunky's place. And he was ministering. Over 500,000 people were there to hear the words of Christ. And one pastor comes to him and told him in this city, said there's a witchcraft woman in this city, said, I know of 12 ministers that she has put a curse on and killed them. I want you to think about this. says, I have known 12 men, preachers in this city, that she has put a curse on and killed them. We got a report that she's going to be here tonight, and she's going to kill you while she, you preach. She's going to put a curse on you, and you're going to die while you preach. Said this whole city is terrified of her. Said he stepped in that pulpit and began to preach. Preaching Christ. How many of the Christ is deliverer? If you want to see something work in your life, start talking about Christ and his abundant authority and his abundant power. As he began to preach, said she stood up and began to curse him. He said, I noticed the crowd was listening to me and not to her. Said I kept on preaching Christ that all of a sudden she fell out in the aisle and began to crawl like a snake and foam was coming out of her mouth and said all of a sudden Kenan and some of the ushers grabbed her up. They trained for that purpose and they rushed her to the back tent in the back called the snake pit. Amen. Are y'all with me tonight, this morning? Called the snake pit. And there in that snake pit they laid their hands on her and cast out those demons out of her body. And that demons came out of her. Christ came into her. Her life was totally changed. They brought her back in, stood her on the rostrum to give a testimony. She said, there is no power in me like the power of Christ that came in me and drove out those evil, wicked spirits. If he worked over there, he'll work here. He'll work in this community. He'll work anywhere that he finds somebody to preach Christ. 
Christ and talk about Christ and his authority and his power over all evil in this world. Praise God. Catherine Kuhlman was preaching. This guy was sitting in the pew, lost his eyesight. He was legally blind in World War I. And she preached. Christ came upon her, on him, and healed his eyes. Christ is not tied to laying on of hand. That's one way. That's one, but that's not the only way. He works, Romans, Paul said there in Acts 15, he works in different avenues. I believe Brother Don and Brother Ken received from God this morning about prayer. Well, that was on my spirit about preaching on prayer. It seemed like God spoke to me and said, I'm not just working through you. I'm working through all my people. If you're a Christian today, Christ wants to work through you. You belong to him. And he wants to secure your future and be a blessing. going to be a blessing. The Bible said in 1 John 4 and 4, the spirit in you is greater is greater than anything that's against you. Your spirit's inside you is greater. By the word of wisdom, Jesus spoke to the disciples of the future events. He spoke to them of the future events. Many times he spoke of the future by wisdom. Jesus had the word of wisdom. Peter had the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge. That's how he knew Ananias was what? Lying about his tithes and his offering, selling his line. That's how he knew he had the spirit of knowledge. You know, it would be dangerous to be around people have that kind of knowledge, wouldn't it? And Peter said, why have you lied to the Holy Ghost? You didn't lie to men, you lied to the Holy Ghost. And he fell dead. God wants this church to be filled and me with the spirit of knowledge and the spirit of wisdom and the working of signs and miracles and wonders, discernment of spirits and prophecy, tongue, interpretation of tongue. Why would he do it then and not do it now? 1 Corinthians 12 and 31 said covet. Covet, that means Jesus used the same word on sexual desire. You've got to have a desire to receive the things of God. The zeal of the house of the Lord has to eat us up like it ate Jesus up. This is the operation of the Spirit that he's working in these days, working our lives and the blessings of God in our lives. So Jesus gives here the word of wisdom to his disciples in Luke 9, 41. Let these words sink down into your ears for the Son of Man is about to be betrayed in the hands of men. He told them what the future was going to be like. This Bible, under the inspiration of holy men of the Holy Ghost, has told us about the future and what the future is going to be like. Our home is going to be floors of transparent gold that you can look down in 
the gates are going to be pearl. And the only thing that you're going to see in heaven is this nail scarred and Jesus' hand that's made by man. Nothing else there he's going to speak into existence. If he can speak this world into existence and said, let there be light, I may believe this morning he can speak in my life and your life a new kind of life that we have never known before. He didn't say he created the world. The Bible didn't say that. It said he created the worlds. There's more than one world. There's a bunch of worlds that we don't even know about. They say there might be life on Mars. I don't know. I ain't never been there, and I don't doubt it, and I don't waste my time worrying about it. But I know that I can have life here on earth, old man, because I've been secured by the power of Christ in my life. You're secure in Christ Jesus. You're secure in Him. Upon this book, he said, Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not what? They can't prevail. Christians, the devil cannot prevail against you. He can't. Brother Yoakum, our first pastor, used to tell us, the devil never wins over your life. He can't win over your life. You just give up and give in to him. And that's how he wins. But if you'll stand your grounds, he'll have to flee. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he'll do what? Jesus says, I beheld him as lightning when he was cast out of heaven. So every time you see lightning in the sky, you ought to be reminded how the devil was cast out of heaven. That's how he had to flee because he beheld him as lightning. Second Kings 71, the Bible said, Elisha, by the Spirit, revealed the future. Great famine in the land. People were dying. Eatenberg dung, donkey heads, boiling their children and eating them. But by the Spirit of God, Brother Clayton, it's not by might, it's not by power, it's not enticing words of men's wisdom, and neither it's a well-planned, orchestrated sermon that's going to get the job done. It's the Spirit of God working through humanity and doing the work. And Elisha stood up in the midst of all of that on the inspiration of the Spirit, revealed the future. He said, tomorrow, tomorrow at this time, there's going to be plenty. I want to say, I believe tomorrow you're going to have plenty. Amen? God has your future planned before you ever got here. He said, I know my thoughts towards you, and they're good thoughts. Amen? They're good thoughts. They're not bad things. They're good thoughts. People say, well, we need to pray that God put rocks in their bed where they come to church. That's foolishness. That's plain foolishness. You pray the Spirit of God lead them. The Bible says no man cometh to God except he's what? Led by the Spirit. The Spirit leads us to God. The Spirit establishes us in the things of God. And the Spirit keeps us in the things of God. Another time, I, I'm going to say it again. I don't like to say this, but I, I believe the Lord revealed to me up here early of the morning when I was up here in this dark place of praying and, and uh, said, where sin abound, what happens? Shout it out. Where sin what? I proclaim to you, I believe God told me that sin has no authority over your life. 
It has no authority over your life. Sin has no authority over this world. You said, how come there's so much in this world? Listen, the Bible said, and grace much more abound. Went back there in my office and I looked up those words to see what they meant. Now, I don't, I'm not very educated. Much greater in quantity and more greater in excellency. I want you to know when sin rises itself up, there's a great and a mighty God that's so much greater, so much powerful than what sin is. And the devil, just like that woman, throwed herself down in the floor and crawled like a snake and vomited her mouth. The power of Christ knocked her down and Canaan and them took them to the snake pit. Is that right? And you laid your hands on them and prayed over them. And that God that he was preaching, Jesus Christ, cast them demons out. And she, with her own testimony, said Christ's power was greater than all those demons that lived inside me. If Jesus can twelve twelve legions of demons to go, and they go and run, how much more so that he's still alive today? Amen. Glory to God. The Spirit reveals the future. Ephesians 3.20, I believe it is, says, God is able to do what? Abundantly. Above. What will what? Ask or what? Or think. He's able. He's willing. He desires to do that. Luke 13 and 32 says, And Jesus says, Go you tell that fox. The word fox in the Bible usually always mean evil. Evil. Herod was an evil man. Let me put it another way. You go tell evil. I walked when? Yesterday. And I walked when? today and you tell him I'm going to walk when tomorrow your future amen that's what tomorrow means your future you had a wonderful day today but tomorrow you're going to have what a greater day you go tell evil that he can't come here amen I hear you knocking but you can't come in y'all remember that old country song you know evil song I guess we used to sing when Pig and I was coming up I hear you knocking but you can't come in I tell you when you hear the devil knocking don't open the door amen send the high priest to the door and let him open the door because he has no right in your house no right at all in your house I appreciate what the Holy Ghost has done here this morning the Spirit of God it's just a speck you could put what he done this morning on the end of a pen, what he plans to do. And all he needs is a vessel to work with and to work through. We are that vessel. We are that vessel. He can't work without us, and we can't do what? Work without him. We are members of his body. So what kind of evening are you going to have? Great day. What kind of tomorrow are you going to have? Because your future has already been planned. He's already got it planned out. What you going to do? We're not going to have no prayer. I believe there's been sufficient prayer made this morning. We'll continue to pray.
disciples asked Jesus to teach us to pray as John taught his disciples to pray teach us to pray our Father which art in heaven how will be thy name give us what this what you must pray daily for fresh bread you must pray daily for fresh anointing Israel could not live one day without fresh bread is that right and Jesus says I am the bread of life that came down in the wilderness they had to gather fresh bread every day to stay alive if they had to do it we got to what help us to forgive those that do what trespass against us if we want forgiveness we got to do what forgive don't bear no grudges how many of the Holy Ghost will help you keep you from thinking evil huh and, and if you if you sort of backslide and you have a little evil thought the Holy Ghost reveals it to you all you got to do is what 100 push-ups huh run around the block two times like they used to do you in school you know run you around the schoolhouse a few times all you got to do is say I'm sorry that's all it's just as simple as that and the blood of Jesus cleanse us of all of our sins he's a present help in the time of need you can't go anywhere to get away from him and his goodness to you God bless you abundant in your future walk with God God bless you you're dismissed in the Lord